Hi, and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. You can also view my program <clears throat> at uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jesus0917. That again is blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jesus0917. Or just go at Blog Talk Radio and look up Good House 1968. You can also... Uh, Get the program at goodhouse1968.net or goodhouse1968.space. All right, I have a sermon for you and then a Bible reading, but let me open with a word of prayer. Good, I have uh, asked that the brothers and sisters here are able to be able to locate the programs so that they're able to get the spiritual food that they need and the spiritual healing that they need. I pray for them and I pray for their families and pray for strength and endurance to be put into them and for them to have good hearts and righteous hearts or at least take a step forward to becoming a good person and a righteous person. I pray this in all good things in your name, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Job chapter 30 verse 24 says, Surely God wouldn't strike at a ruin. So what we see from this scripture is that good doesn't strike us in our time of poverty or ruin. Why doesn't good strike us in our time of poverty or ruin? Because we're already ruined, and the only thing that good could do for us is just uplift us. That's correct, folks. The only thing in our time of ruin that good could do is uplift you, so you know that good is not striking against you. It's Satan and his demons. <clears throat> in a time of... Uh, in a time where one hopes for good comes poverty. Pains of the internal organs are present in turmoil. We have problems with carrying out our daily chores because of turmoil. All my all my sins are accounted for. So, we see here that good is here to help us, not to hinder us or go through problems and emotions with us. Good is here to correct us, and his scriptures, it says that uh, Timothy 3.16, all scriptures are beneficial. And <clears throat> well, anyway, it says all scriptures are beneficial for reproving and setting things straight. So... Good is here to reprove us of our wrongful actions, our bad actions, or sinful actions, and to have us correct them by taking a step forward to correcting it, and good does the rest of the work, leading us down the path. Because remember, it's not up to us to guide our own footsteps, and this is what good does. So here we see Jehovah... <clears throat> is correcting our paths and guiding us straight. It says that uh, Titus 35, verse uh, 5 and 7. I think this is Job or Titus. Anyway, it's a good scripture. It says, Good is powerful and hate no one, especially a servant, but gives heavenly justice to the poor, Job, so we see here 
that good gives us justice and heavenly justice to the poor. So to the poor people, even though you may not get it out of a courtroom, eventually you will get justice from good. And remember that. At Job chapter 36 verse 10 says, Good sounds are warning to those called by him. So good calls us through the heart. He tries to... He tries to change, get us to change our hearts, to change our wicked ways, our sinful ways, and to recruit, recoup into a righteous state, a state that some of us have never lived before. And for some of us, we have uh, lived it, but we ste stepped out into a world of sin and changed, turned our ways to bad ways and want to come back. It says in Job 36, verse 31, Jehovah gives spiritual food to a servant and the life. So we see here that spiritual food is offered to all of us. We all have an option to accept it or not to accept it. So we see here that this has been brought about because of the coming of the Christ who opened the doors for all if they believe that he died for their sins and was a ransom sacrifice for all. At Ecclesiastes chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, there is a season for everything under the heavens. Good has given us the ability to do all kinds of work. So we see here, we're given the ability to do work. So why not let us do righteous works and change our wicked ways and do what is good? Because he has given us the ability to do so. He has given us life, limbs to do the work with, and so we should go about doing righteousness and good to show good that we appreciate what he's done for us. And it's a better off for us and with many blessings. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 10 says, With all the work we do, what work can we do that destroys death? We can't do anything but be righteous and good and good will destroyed death eventually. Death will no longer be in the new kingdom. It says that Mark chapter 4 verse 12. The wicked are always seeing but never seeing, always having but never under, always hearing but never understanding. So that is for the wicked. The wicked is just screwed up. They they're hearing but they're not understanding. They're seeing but they actually don't get the clear picture of things of the scriptures. It's talking about the word of God. The wicked just can't understand it to be able to strike against it. They don't understand it to be able to strike against it. All they can do is just try and shame you because of what you do not do, where you do not sin. All right. That is it for my sermon. And uh, I got to get my glasses, so give me a second.
And it goes to say at Joshua chapter 4. After the whole nation had finished crossing the Yarden, Adonai said to Joshua, Take for yourselves from the people twelve men, a man from every tribe, and give them this order. Take twelve stones from the middle of the Yarden riverbed, where the Kohanim are standing. Carry them over with you and set them down in the place where you will camp tonight. Joshua called the twelve men whom he had chosen from the people of Israel, a man from every tribe, and said to them, Go on ahead of the ark of good, your God, into the riverbed of the Yarden. Then each of you take a stone on his shoulder, corresponding to the number of tribes of the people of Israel. This will be a sign for you. In the future, when your children ask, what do you mean by these stones? You will answer them. It is because the water in the yard was cut off before the ark for the covenant of Adonai when it crossed the yard. The water in the yard was cut off, and these stones are to be a reminder for the people of Israel forever. The people of Israel did just as Joshua had ordered. They took twelve stones out of the Arden riverbed, as good had said to Joshua, corresponding to the number of tribes of the people of Israel, carried them over with them to the place where they were camping and set them down there. Joshua also set up twelve stones in the Arden river itself, in the place where the feet of the Kohanim carrying the ark for the covenant had stood. They are there to this day. The Kohanim carrying the ark stood in the yard and riverbed until Yeshua had finished saying to the people everything that Adonai had ordered him to say. In keeping with everything that Moshe had ordered Yeshua, then the people hurried across. When all the people had finished crossing, the ark of good passed on, and the Kohanim ahead of the people. The descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, the half-tribe of Manasseh, went on armed ahead of the people of Israel, as Moshe had said to them. Some 40,000 armed soldiers ready for battle crossed in the presence of good to the plains of Jericho. That day Jehovah made Joshua a great and full view of all Israel. They were in awe of him just as they had been in awe of Moshe all his life. Good said to Joshua, Order the Kohanim carrying the ark for the testimony to come up out of the Yarden. So Joshua ordered the Kohanim come up out of the Yarden. The Kohanim carrying the ark for the covenant of good came up from the Yarden riverbed, and as soon as the soles of the feet of the Kohanim touched dry ground, the water of the Yarden returned to its place, and the river overflowed its banks as it had before. The people came up out of the garden on the tenth day of the first month and camped at Gilgal, by the eastern boundary of Jericho. Those twelve stones which they took out of the garden, Joshua piled up at Gilgal. Then he said to the people of Israel, In the future when your children ask their fathers what these stones mean, you are to explain it to them by saying, Israel came over this garden on dry land. For good your God dried up the water in the garden from in front of you until you had crossed, just as Adonai your God did to the Sea of Shaf, 
which he dried up from in front of us until we had crossed. For this all the peoples of the earth can know that the hand of good is strong, and you can fear good your God forever. So we see here good performing another miracle, a miraculous miracle for the children of Israel by letting them cross again on dry ground as they did at the Sea of Shaf with Pharaoh. <clears throat> and they also were obedient to good by showing him by placing the twelve stones at the sea, at the uh, riverbed. Let it, for, for it to be a representation of them, the twelve tribes of Israel, having crossed over the waters. Alright, that is it for my reading and sermon. I'm going to say a prayer. And conclude tonight's service. Good, open the hearts of the brothers and sisters that they are able to accept the spiritual food and know your will, to be able to study your will, to learn your will, to be able to exercise trust and faith in you always and to keep their trust and faith in you high always. I pray this and that you strengthen their trust and faith up and give them the ability to be able to congregate or come to one of these uh, Good House 1968 uh, sermons or services and be able to learn more about you. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.